and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Herb Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books, and he's the director of Hopewell Counseling in Minnesota, where he and my mom counsel individuals and couples. And today we're continuing our series. It's the second in the two-part series on hell, but it's the overall um, series on Know Your Enemy. So I'm just going to open us up in prayer, and then I will hand the reins over to you, Dad. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. Okay. Just want to make sure you're there. Just want to make sure the audio is working. (laughs) Nothing worse than turning it over to somebody and there's dead air. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We thank you that you give us this opportunity to talk to our listeners and to share, share your love with them. You love them so much. And it's just an honor to be able to talk um, about you to them. And I pray that you would give my dad the right words to know what to say Um, to share it in an effective manner and that it would be received by our listeners. And that if there's anyone out there listening tonight who doesn't yet know you as their savior, that they would make that decision tonight, not let it, not let it go one more day because you could literally return at any moment. And we know, and we are, we're waiting on you and we want to be found faithful when you return. So we give this podcast to you. We ask your Holy spirit to bless it. We ask that you would surround us with your heavenly protection during this during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, last podcast was a heavy one, Lo. <laughs> I don't know how you get much heavier. We talked about death, mm-hmm. and we talked about hell, and we're kind of picking it up. What happens after death and hell? Right. Well, then comes judgment, and on a lighter note, on a positive, optimistic note, we're going to talk about heaven. Okay. Because I'm looking forward we, to it. We, yeah, <laughs> we need that. We do need that. But, but first of all, judgment. Uh, you know, uh, you probably have asked yourself this, and I know I have. The world is getting worse. And yes. I, I see that, and you see that, uh, between uh, not only abortion, but now all of this uh, sexuality stuff with transgender and, and homosexuality and uh, homosexual marriage. And then all the border crisis, yes. people coming across illegally, and then there's all this racial yes. and, and BLM and uh, CRT and, and, CRT and, and LGBTQ. Yes, you got all kinds of alphabet yeah. soup. Yep. So all of this is going on and probably as you see the world plunging farther and farther into godlessness. Yes and more into flaunting God's moral values, Mm -hmm. you're probably asking yourself, just like I am, when is God going to intervene? Right, right. And make things right? Right. When is God going to save his people from this wicked world and punish those who hate him? Right. When is that going to happen? Yes, I ask that every day. Our souls cry out for justice. Yes. Mm -hmm. And... Old time preachers used to use this saying, there's a payday coming someday. What do they mean by that? They mean someday God's going to right every wrong. God's going to balance the scales. God's going to make everything right the way it should be. Yeah. Someday God will reward the righteous. He will punish the wicked. Mm -hmm. And someday the God of all the universe will be the righteous judge who will take care of all of it. 
Yeah. And as you were describing the world today, do you think that it, I mean, it must have been this wicked at some point in history because God was angry enough to destroy the world with a flood, except for Noah and his family. Yeah. So I, I think about that and I'm like, well, how much worse could it possibly have been then compared to now? Like, I've got to think yeah. that yeah. we need to start building an ark, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know he said he'll never again destroy the earth with a flood, but something else big is coming. Well, we ought to at least knit ourselves as best as underwear or something because <laughs> the next time it's by fire and you know we don't want to be around for that we don't one. nope well let me talk about judgments and uh, many christians don't understand that the bible talks about five different types of judgments okay so let me go through those the first one is the judgment of believers works because believers never enter into judgment themselves uh, for their salvation the judgment of their sins and their salvation was taken care of by Christ on the cross. Mm -hmm. So he died on the cross so that they would never have to be judged right. for their sins. He took yes. their entire punishment for their sins upon himself. But believers' works that are done for Christ in this life will be judged mm -hmm. at the judgment seat of Christ. We talked about it many, many broadcasts ago about the Bema seat, right. the Bema seat of Christ, which is the, the reward seat. And that's where works done by faith for Christ, uh, once we're saved, that's where they will be honored. Mm -hmm. And where rewards or ruling positions with Christ in the millennial kingdom will be dispensed. So we get a chance to rule with Christ yes. in the millennium. Yep. Uh, all who are in this judgment, regardless of reward, will be saved. This judgment takes place in heaven, mm -hmm. and it takes place while the great tribulation is going on and happening down here on earth. Yeah. So it's it's this is a really good a good judgment. Yeah. Uh, because believers are already in heaven, and we're being judged for our works. The second judgment is not good. It's the judgment of unbelievers, mm. and it's described in Revelation chapter twenty as the great white throne judgment. Okay. It's the judgment that determines where the unsaved dead spend eternity. Okay. This judgment takes place after the millennium. It's performed by Jesus Christ. He's the one sitting on the great white throne. Mm. Books are opened. Lives are reviewed. A fair and just trial is conducted. Mm -hmm. But the fate of all who stand in this judgment is the lake of fire. There is no exception. The reason why they're all going into the lake of fire is rejection yeah. of Jesus Christ as Savior. Right. None can stand on the basis of their own good works. Right. This right. judgment proves that. And I hear a lot of people, and probably you do too, who say, you know, I'll take my chances. I think my good life, my good works outweigh my bad. Uh, but the, the Bible doesn't really care about was one more than the other. If you've told even one lie, you deserve death. Yeah, because yeah. the only way to avoid that is through the saving blood of Jesus. And if you haven't accepted him as your savior, he can't cleanse you. Yeah. Yeah. One one preacher I heard illustrated this way. He said it's like a plate glass window. And you've got an ice pick and a hammer and you're just going to knock a little hole in this plate glass window. And what happens, mm -hmm. even if it's just a little sin, you're just going to knock a little hole in it. Mm -hmm. The whole thing shatters. Yep. Yep. 
you break the whole thing, just as if you'd committed all 613 mm -hmm. commandments. You violated all of the negative ones right. and you didn't keep the positive ones. You broke the law. Yeah, absolutely. Just like breaking that window. Yep, you're right. You're right. So that's the judgment of unbelievers. Then there's the judgment of the nations. Uh -huh. And that's found in Matthew 25. And that determines which nations coming out of the great tribulation are preserved and are permitted to enter into the millennial reign of Christ. Some so aren't. What happens to the ones that aren't allowed to enter? Oh, hold on. Jesus Christ is the judge. He's the standard of who gets, uh, who, how those nations treated Israel mm. and the Jewish people. Those who are found guilty of persecuting or failing to aid them are cast into the lake of fire. The lake of fire. Why, as we're watching, watching history unfold, and we had Trump, who was so aligned with Israel and pro-Israel, and now we see Biden not supporting Israel. It's a very scary time for America. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you touch the apple of God's eye, mm -hmm. that's Israel, you stand under the judgment of God. Mm -hmm. Bless Israel, you'll be blessed. Curse Israel, you'll be cursed. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, we need to stand with Israel. Uh, yeah. we, we have uh, but you're right. We've become very disenfranchised. He's Biden with Israel. is the the fraud that he is. He's watch. He's walking a very slippery slope, and he's not just walking it for himself. He's walking it for our entire nation, and we need to get him out of there. Yeah. Well, that's the judgment of the nations. Mm -hmm. uh, it's sometimes termed uh, the sheep and the goats. Yes. So you got sheep nations and goat nations. Okay. Well, now the judgment of Israel. That's Ezekiel twenty. Israel will be judged by Christ. Mm -hmm. The standard is whether they've received Christ as their Savior or their Messiah mm -hmm. by faith. A vindication in this judgment permits entry into the kingdom and conviction results in the lake of fire. So again, whether they get to get into the millennial kingdom or not is all how they've treated Christ, how they've accepted him as Messiah or whether they've rejected him. But they have rejected him. Not all of them. There are Jewish believers in Jesus. Oh, so you're not talking about the nation as a whole. You're talking about the individuals that make up Israel. Correct. Okay. Correct. Well, the final one is the judgment of fallen angels. Mm -hmm. This is Jude and 1 Corinthians 6. Christ and believers team up to judge the fallen angels. In fact, the Bible says, don't you know that even believers will judge angels? Mm. Wow. I didn't know that. But we are. We're judging fallen angels who've been imprisoned in the pit. Mm -hmm. They're in the pit. Their destiny is the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. And so believers, together with Christ, team up to judge these fallen angels as they're released from the pit. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we talked about in our, our podcast on demons that we as believers in Jesus Christ, because the Holy Spirit dwells in us, we have the power to bind demons and send them to the pit. Yes. When we do that, do they stay there or can they come back out? They can't be released until after the millennium. And after the millennium, remember, they are released and they foment all the nations together for one final battle. So when you bind, Christ. 
let's say you're having the demon of fear and anxiety is attacking you and you bind that demon and you send it to the pit never to return. Are there just like a whole slew of other demons that have that same calling and they just one fills right in where that one left off? Because, you know, you get another attack. Yeah, that's a very good question. I'm not sure I've got the answer to that one, whether there are, you know, a whole host of demons waiting to take the place of that one. I, I know that there are demons that have been assigned to families, mm -hmm. been assigned to individuals, just like there are guardian angels that are assigned to little children yeah. and in turn stay with them all through their adult years. Uh, I think you have a guardian angel. I think I have a guardian mm -hmm. angel, mm -hmm. one who's watching over me and caring for me and protecting me. Well, I think there's also demons yeah. that are also assigned. Uh, there's, there's probably a, a similar number of demons to angels, uh, probably about the same number in each army. If we could only see with spiritual eyes what's happening all around us, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One more question before you uh, share with us what heaven's going to be like. Um, and that is the, in the judgment of unbelievers, you know, they stand before the great white throne judgment and they're held accountable for their behavior on earth and their deeds. Um, you said that when someone dies, when a believer dies, their soul goes directly to heaven. When an unbeliever dies, their soul goes directly to hell. So when they're standing before this great white throne judgment, does God pull their souls up out of hell? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Hell gives up all of the dead that are in them. Thanks. And they now stand before Christ. And now they're given a fair trial. Because before, they're just thrown into jail. Mm -hmm. Remember, they're just thrown into jail. It's just like if you committed an offense and they threw you into jail. Well, you didn't get a trial. Right. You just got thrown directly into jail. It's a holding place. But the time is, yeah, the, the time is coming in which you will stand before the judge. And in turn, he will hear the arguments for and against you. And in turn, he will rule. And then he will sentence you and wherever he sentenced you that's that's what your sentence is and where you serve can we maybe like lighten it up a little bit here <laughs> yes we can there's silver lining yes there is there is heaven and heaven is a great place uh heaven is a wonderful place we used to sing about that when i was a young person heaven is the abode of the righteous the just who through faith in christ now dwell with him it is where god the people of god and all of heaven hosts, heaven's hosts abide. It's characterized by the worship of God, by rest, which for some people who are running their heads off, like a, a daughter of mine, uh, it's, it's good to be having that kind of rest. Mm -hmm. It's glory, a chance to have not only the glory of God in, in, in a visible presence, but a chance to see his glory and his holiness. Mm -hmm. to fellowship with others so you'll be rejoined uh, with loved ones up in heaven the absence of sin suffering pain tears death mm -hmm. there's no aging you don't get older you don't have to eat mm -hmm. you don't but have you to sleep if you want to you can if you want to <laughs> And there's Will there a be lot chocolate of... and coffee in heaven? I mean, 
Uh, it's purposeful work for God. I think heaven has been described by some as being a rather boring place where you spend eternity strumming a golden harp and floating on a cloud. That's right. kind of the gospel according to Hallmark cards. Right, right. That has nothing to do with reality. Mm -hmm. Heaven promises to be an exciting, purposeful existence in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, who loves us enough to die for us. Mm -hmm. And that is what he did. Yeah. So our souls cry out for justice. And the day is coming when the just judge of all the universe will deliver justice. And until he does, God judges, uh, until God judges his creation, heaven is the abode of the righteous in Christ, and hell is the abode of those who are the damned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, do you think in heaven, you know, we all have a, a role to play. We all have purposeful work to do. Do you think we get to select what we want to do, or does God just assign it to us? I think God looks at us and knows our personality. He knows our temperament. He knows our skill set. Mm -hmm. He knows what will make us most satisfied, and that's the kind of work we will do. Nice. We will do work that is absolutely thrilling and satisfying. Like for someone like you, you love broadcasting. I know you do. I do. I do. I do. And, and I, I can see God assigning you to heaven's radio station. All right, everybody, wake up. We've got some shuffleboard down on the Golden Road. And after that, uh, free caribou for everybody. <laughs> well, I just know he's going to have work for you to do that you will find absolutely exciting. You're not going to get bored. You're not going to keep watching the clock, waiting for the time to move. You're, you're going to be thrilled, and you'll want to never quit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I was thinking, I just want to, I want to love on the babies that were terminated. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to hold them. I want to love them. I want them yeah. to feel, feel a sense of wantedness. Yep. So on that note, if you have never given your life to Jesus and you're not sure yet, which one of these two options is for you, whether you will spend eternity with Jesus or eternity apart from Jesus, in that wretched place of hell. Um, we want to help you. We want to help you get to that place and we want to help you make that decision. And we'd love to invite you to pray with us. Um, you can do that very easily through, we talk about the ABCs of salvation and A is admitting that you're a sinner and B is believing that Jesus is the Lord and that he died on the cross for your sin and he rose again the third day and that he's now um, living. Uh, he's, he's living, he's your savior and he's in heaven waiting to be reunited with you and then C is call upon his name and he will come into your life and be your lord and savior and dad if you'll walk us through the prayer of salvation yep i would love to uh, dear heavenly father we come to you in jesus name and we thank you so much for jesus now, we are great sinners and i'll own it myself i am a great sinner mm -hmm. but i have a greater savior i have a savior in jesus christ who's willing to go to the cross, take the full punishment, endure the lash, the spear wound through his side, the crown of thorns upon his head, the mocking, the spitting, took all of that for me, did it all for me, did it all for you, listener. Mm -hmm. And I want you to come with me. Mm -hmm. So does Laura. We want mm -hmm. you in heaven. Mm -hmm. 
Heaven is the place of those who love Jesus. And if you love Jesus, if you've admitted to him that you know you've sinned and you're sorry, if you believe in him and you've called upon him and asked him to come into your heart, you are going to heaven. Mm -hmm. You're going to be with us. Nothing should thrill your soul more than that because it certainly thrills our soul to know that you're going to be with us. Mm -hmm. So we just ask, Heavenly Father, do what you can do and only you can do, and that is save a soul. Mm -hmm. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, we're celebrating with you, and we'd love to share some resources with you. So share your story with us, and you can email us at hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And also, if you know someone who really needs to hear this podcast, who is kind of teetering in their faith, not sure um, what they're going to do when they die or where they'll spend eternity, please share this podcast with them. You never know um, if you could be that that person that um, that helps them make that decision. And that is such such an honor and such a joy. And actually, that's one of the things you're rewarded for when you get to heaven is sharing your faith with others. And you can do that um, through right. through sharing the podcast. So, um, and, and also you can find the podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm. You can also find current and past episodes at hopewellcouncil.com. And no matter what episode you share with your friend or family member, we try to close out every single episode with the, um, with the sinner's prayer and inviting them to have a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So just be confident that whatever episode you share, they'll hear the gospel message. Please send questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for future episodes to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And I will leave you with 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Thank mm-hmm. you.